Thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has had a safe and enjoyable weekend. Mine has so far been filled with work. Today's episode is brought to you by me, recording podcasts for all of your delight. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to me talk about me uh, in the last episode. Uh, I'll try not to do that for this one. Uh, Today I wanted to talk to you all uh, about what I'm doing right now. I'm taking an exam for one of my classes. That's fine. I know most of this information. And everything I don't know, I know enough about other subjects to sort of just guess with correct-ish information. I was reading a book uh, while I was at work. I was taking a break. I was eating. And I was reading on my phone. I was reading Ready Player One. I don't know if you guys have uh, heard of it. It was a movie. It was a book before it was a movie. Um, I saw the movie. And I thought it was pretty cool. So when I'm going to Books a Million and I see Ready Player One on the shelf, I'm like, hey, I saw this movie. And so I bought the book, and I took it home, and I started reading it. And, wow. The book and the movie are really different. Like, I know that a lot of movies based on books are sometimes different. Like, I mean, we've all seen The Hunger Games. We've all seen The Maze Runner and stuff like that. But, wow, Ready Player One, the book, is pretty dark. Um, I'll tell you what I mean right now, like, um, okay, uh, spoilers, this episode contains spoilers of both Ready Player One, the book, and Ready Player One, the film, so if you haven't seen or read either of those, you might want to stop listening, or, I don't know, yeah, probably should stop listening, okay, so, Ready Player One, the movie, starts off you know, showing us this, our main character, you know, his name's Wade Watts, you want to have a superhero name, and, you know, it starts off explaining the contest and the oasis, it's like, cool, awesome, you know, whatever, but, you know, the first thing that really, really bugs me is that the movie just starts off with everyone trying to get the first key. Now, automatically, this is like really, automatically you're starting off really different. Okay, the, the movie starts off, you're introduced to the character, you're introduced to the world of the Oasis, and then he's trying to get the first key. Like, that's the beginning of the movie. I can't even make that up. But the book, like, you get five chapters in and he's still talking about the Oasis. He's still talking about Halliday. You know, he's still introducing himself. You don't even know all of the main character's, you know, traits until, like, he gets the first key. Like, seriously. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I guess it was cool how the movie did new challenges. But, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was weird for me. Because I, I was reading the book. And the book has all these crazy different challenges. 
Like, you don't have to get, they have to get, like, three keys that unlock three gates, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, like, it doesn't work that way in the book. I'm probably sounding like some uber, super vicious nerd who's like, uh, they didn't put everything that I wanted in the movie, so I'm upset. But, you know, I'm just, like, I'm just calling out the facts like they are, man. Like, the first challenge to get the first key in the movie is a race where all you have to do is go backwards and it took them five years to figure that out and they barely figured it out like wade almost wouldn't have gotten the clue if the character that simon Pegg played didn't keep the recording playing like seriously simon Pegg's character was watching the recording and Wade was walking away, and then the recording says something that Wade needs after he was already walking away, and he goes back to it. That was the first key. All you had to do was go backwards and drive underneath the huge race to get to the thing. And I guess it was just, um, I guess it was just Warner Brothers. I don't know if that's the studio that made the movie. Whatever studio that made the movie, it was their way of saying, hey, look at how flashy and big and cool we can make this movie. We got the DeLorean, we got Kong, we got Godzilla, we've got other super cool cars, super cool 80s things. Look at it. And to me, it was just like, bleh, you know, that's not cool. And then, you know, you know, he gets the key and boom, he's like super rich and famous. Okay, whatever. In the book, it's a lot more thought out. You know, you can see his process. He has a huge binder with just printings of, like it's printed out version of the creator of the Oasis, his Halliday, Halliday's journal that came out after his death. He printed it out so you could read it on hard copy. Like you can see the level of dedication that he has. And you can actually see the riddle which makes it kind of cool. You're like, oh, who's Rudolph? Uh, if I was an 80s person, I could probably figure this out, you know? Maybe. And then you can see him figure it out. And in the book, he's not allowed to go anywhere. Oh, bless me. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, in the book, our character Wade is not allowed to go anywhere because he's a student. Which means, like, he's only allowed to go from his little tele like the teleportation zone that you start off in the oasis and school the planet of the school that's the only two places he's allowed to go it's said that he can hitch rides with his best friend h but that he doesn't because he doesn't want to seem like a freeloader but in the i guess in the movie He's allowed to go wherever he wants, and also school's not important because he's like 18. Because we gotta make him 18 now. I don't know. It was it was it was different. Okay, it was different. And then he actually figures it out because the whole freaking thing, like, oh my god, the riddle was actually centered towards the planet of the schools. Like, it was kind of cute how. Everyone, like, this oasis is a huge place, and it's just gigantic, it's ginormous. There's so many planets and universes and places to go. But the only planet 
that he hid the first key on was the planet of schools that nobody would ever look for anything on. And Wade figures it out because he's a nerd, because he connected one of the lines in the poem to a Dungeons and Dragons thing that uh, the creator of the Oasis, Halliday, was totally into. And so he does like a 3D search of the, the entire school planet and he finds the hill that he's looking for and he teleports to the school that's closer to it. And, you know, it's it's so cool. Like you, like, you as a reader feel engaged because you're watching someone else figure it out because you don't know any of these 80s references. You can say you played Dungeons and Dragons. You can say, you know, you played all these other games, listened to all this music. But, like, these people are studying it. Like, their lives depend on it. I mean, I mean, I guess, in a way, it does. But it was just, you know, it was engaging. It was fun to see. Whereas, we watch a race, we watch them lose the race, and then we watch them go backwards, and they get the, the key, you know? It's just, it's not fun, it's not engaging, it's flashy, and it introduces a new character. That's all I wanted. That's how they introduce Artemis, by the way, in the race. Wade and his buddy H are doing the race like they always do. And then Artemis is just like, ooh, I'm gonna try to race this one day. And, you know, she's about to get it, but no. Wade stops her from dying and restarting. So, yeah. I don't know. Also, in the. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to keep doing this while I'm not focusing on my exam. But in that first challenge where he's going for the first key, uh, you know, you have to go through the entire, the the dungeon. You have to go through the dungeon that um, Wade connected the thing to. You know, he finds it and he's like, yeah, now we have to do this. And he pulls up the map that he memorized and he's able to get through it. It's kind of fun, you know, just watching him do this. And he's feeling more confident about himself because he's a really low-level player. He's not allowed to go anywhere, so he's always low-level. He has crappy items. And then once he makes it to the end, he's, like, really nervous. He's going to have to fight this overpowered monster. It's really just the overpowered monster, but he just wants to play uh, that one game, Joust. He just wants to play Joust. And... You know, Wade and this super powerful ultra monster are playing Joust. And Wade wins on his first try. Like, 100% on his first try. And he gets the key. And he gets out. And Artemis is there. This is a good way to introduce the character. Artemis, being a mega nerd and a mega genius, has already figured out the hint. And she's been attempting it over and over and over again. You know, she confronts Wade. She's like, oh, I'm nervous because I didn't think anybody else was smart enough to figure it out. But, you know, automatic respect is established because if you're a super genius that can figure out this extremely obscure reference and connect it to everything else that they had it connected to, then obviously a certain amount of respect is earned automatically. And so she's just like, yeah... It was tough, right? And he was like, what? And they're like, yeah, I guess if you probably lose, you die or something. So Wade, just like on a high right now, he's been awake for hours and hours. 
and he's just doing it, bro. And then, right after he gets the first key, he gets the hint to the first gate. And the first gate is to go to a different planet, which he can do now because he has the money for it. And he goes to that planet, and he does the first gate on his first try as well. And that gate was to play through Halliday's favorite movie, and it was the coolest thing that you could see. I'm gonna stop talking about uh, the differences and the similarities between Ready Player One, <laughs> and you know the book and the movie, because I could spend hours and hours talking about that. If you guys want to hear, you know, like stuff like that, I don't know, leave a like or subscribe to this podcast. But you know, it's just. <laughs> It's weird to think about because I was reading through the book and there's so many differences. Like, for one, Wade is fat. That's just, he's just fat. He's so used to sitting on his butt, reading, playing games, watching movies, doing absolutely nothing, and gaining weight. And once he gets super rich and he moves out and like he's on the lam, he is like super rich, so he buys this bodysuit that allows him to feel everything in the game. And after a while, he stops being able to fit into it because of how fat he is. And so he gets into shape. And, like, it's just like, wow, you know, that's not something the movie ever showed me. The movie showed me as this regular average guy. That wasn't Wade. Wade had social anxiety. So much so that when he had the Oasis, it was finally a place for him to go. I feel like I'm droning on about Ready Player One too much. At least we're not talking about Twilight. Boy, don't even get me started on Twilight. Oh boy. I've been talking for a few minutes now about Ready Player One. I don't suppose you guys like that. So we're just gonna focus on what should we focus on? I don't even know what to focus on because of how distracted I am. So I was looking into this whole um, podcast thing and apparently you're supposed to have an idea about what you want to talk about before you actually, you know, start recording. I didn't know that. You know, I just thought you can just click on it, talk about whatever you wanted, and then whatever, you know? It's not like I, you know, like it's not like I want to have a plan. I just wanted to have fun and just kind of go for it. So I guess I'll try to do that. I'll try to have kind of like a basic general idea about what I'm going to talk about before I start recording. Um, today's episode was supposed to be, I don't know, I don't even know what it was going to be about. So when I just started talking about Ready Player One, that's just where it kind of went. And I don't know if you guys could tell, but I didn't mean to go that far into it. Um... feel like talking about my life would be just too 
it would be much more fun to just create a life. What do you think? Yeah, we could just do that. We could just make something up. kind of fun you know just to make up your own I want to say identity because that's basically what you do throughout your life is you're making an identity for yourself you're you're going through it and you're like hey I like this this is part of my identity now like my favorite actor currently is Keanu Reeves but if I said I love every single Keanu Reeves movie, I'd have to be lying to you. Because there are Keanu Reeves movies that I do not like. And that's probably hard to hear uh, because uh, Keanu Reeves is one of those actors that everyone loves. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything like that. But, you know, I'm just, I don't know. Oh my god. I just... Uh, sorry about that. I don't know if I'm going to trim that as accurately as need to, but um, I hope I do. Um, I won't bother going into too much detail, but I had to trim out a part where... Somebody in the house wanted to be very loud for a second, and so I hope I trimmed that out perfectly, because if not, oh my god, my Wi-Fi is going incredibly slow, so much so that I cannot even barely take this exam. It's going so slow. I really want to shoot myself with how slow this thing is going. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You guys know what I'm talking about. <sighs> okay, I think it's working now. But, uh, what was I saying? Keanu Reeves. You know, I like Keanu Reeves movies. Have you guys seen John Wick? Heck yeah, you have, because it's a good movie. John Wick 2, pretty good. Expands in the whole John Wick universe. John Wick 3, eh, you know, got a lot of flashy scenes, uh, nice cool fight, but then towards the end it just gets kind of bleh, you know, it's kind of like, what are we doing here, you know, what, are you, what is the end goal? Uh, the Matrix, have you guys seen The Matrix? Heck yeah, that movie was awesome. Matrix 2, kind of slow. Matrix 3, heck yeah, one of the coolest fight scenes ever. But now I'm hearing that there's going to be Matrix 4. Like, what? Why? For what? <laughs> you know, if you guys have seen The Matrix, you know that The Matrix ends on kind of a steady note. The robots lose, Keanu Reeves dies, everyone else is alive. So it doesn't really need anything else. I don't know. That's just me. But either way, I'm still going to go watch it, you know. So, I don't know, uh, have you guys seen, I gotta think of obscure Keanu Reeves movies, uh, The Lake House, The Lake House with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, or Speed with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, that's another one, I've seen both of those, those are both really good, uh, but
you know, Knock Knock, that uh, newish one, um, where Keanu Reeves is a guy who cheats on his wife and, like, has sex with two, uh, I don't know, young females, I'm gonna say. I'll just say young females. You guys know what I'm talking about. I didn't like that movie. It was kind of a dumb horror movie. It was one of those dumb slasher films. Usually, I like watching dumb slasher films when they're good. (laughs) I don't know. That kind of sounds bad. But, I don't know. It was just, it was so easy back when movies were good. Now you get kind of crappy movies. I don't want to name names. So, if you guys want to hear me talk about crappy movies, you're out of luck for right now. But, on the bright side, Keanu Reeves is a good actor. There's a lot of good actors out there. And I would drop dead for Keanu Reeves in a millisecond. Seriously, I don't think I know what to talk about, actually. In the last episode, I just kind of droned on about myself and let it die out. And then once it died out, I ended it. But I don't feel like ending this one right now. You know? I kind of want to focus on both my exam and you guys. And if I can't do that, then I will stop taking this exam. (sighs) Okay. Thinking about one of Jonah... What did I just say? Thinking about one of Keanu Reeves is good movies. The Lake House. That was a really good movie. I don't know how many of you have seen that movie, but it was pretty good. Um, It's about uh, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Um, They're both writing letters to each other. They both have once lived in the same house, the one that Keanu Reeves is currently living in. Um, but Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock has just moved out, and she's writing letters to Keanu Reeves. But they quickly realize that they are writing to each other from two different times. Keanu Reeves is in the past, and Sandra Bullock is in the future, by just a couple of years. And, of course, they fall in love, because it's Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. And those two are going to end up together in real life, if the timing had worked out. So, the fact that, you know, uh, 
they were talking to each other with letters and they're just falling in love but then they try to meet up you know they plan a date a couple of years in the future so that Sandra Bullock doesn't have to wait but Keanu Reeves does but he doesn't show up but why why wouldn't Keanu Reeves show up and spoiler alert Keanu Reeves had died he's dead in the future because he actually tried to go see her and she just ended up dying or he just ended up dying it was kind of funny but um like you can see that they uh, meet up with each other in different points in their time but that they never remember each other it was kind of cool it was kind of sad it was very romantic and it just made it even more sad when you find out that Keanu Reeves was just dead the whole time that he was dead from the very beginning of the movie you guys have seen that movie I am so close to being done with this gram not like as in I'm almost complete I mean I'm so close to being done like I my patience level is nowhere this exam is so freaking long why do college professors make their exams longer it's not like I'm absorbing all of this information. You know, I'm not going to memorize the mineral groups that exhibit a sheet light silicate structure. I'm not gonna memorize that. It's not gonna help me in my everyday life. It might help someone else, someone who is studying that kind of thing. But you know, the average person who's just taking the course for a credit is not going to remember nor care about things like that and I know that's sad and I know it's probably frustrating to many college professors because they just want to teach the people that they want to teach and I guess it's kind of annoying on both ends you know I guess they're trying to do the best they can I've always wanted I've, I've admired teachers I just haven't wanted to be one you know, like, I feel like I could do it. I have been tutoring my classmates since I was, like, in sixth grade with my sheer big brain that I have. But, you know, it doesn't mean I'm ready to teach people. I don't want to teach people. People are kind of annoying sometimes, and it's not fun dealing with them. do it and you don't really think about it I don't know it's way easier when it's just your peer than you know teaching an entire class like have you guys ever done that in your classes in your high school or college classes where the teacher's like okay you are going to become an expert on this subject this specific subject and then you will teach the class like why why do i have to do that i don't want to do that maybe if you're taking like a class to become a teacher that would make more sense i don't know <laughs> i guess that makes more sense if you are studying to become a teacher um i don't know you know 
it's just like but it's just crazy to think that you know that's something that people want to do people actually want to uh, teach other people can you imagine what it would be if our teachers just didn't want to be there people say that if you don't like a certain subject it's because you didn't actually like the teacher that taught it I feel like that's relatively true because every time I had a math class I had the greatest math teacher ever. I had the coolest, I had the smartest, the most chill, laid back teacher that you know you could have. And it was kind of cool to think about. But it was also kind of sucky, I don't know, because whenever I had a cool math teacher, I always had a really crappy science teacher, I don't know how that worked, but that's just how it worked, what about you guys? really cool teachers I really hope so oh boy I really hope so okay you know what I think we've droned on long enough today I think next week or the next time I upload a podcast episode I'll talk about a video game that I've played recently I'll play a video game and then I'll figure out which one I want to talk about and I'll talk about it and it'll be in the title so you guys will see Alright, I hope you guys have a safe, responsible week, and if you don't, I hope you have a fun week. Have a good one, everyone. Stay safe.